Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We played Fortnite with Brad, Mm. but we also played F-122 with Brad. Mm. Brad Benavides. I don't think F-122 is the most reliable, accurate (laughs) game to what's really (laughs) like in a car, though, mate, considering I beat both of you on a controller. We did qualifying round Hungary and we beat him. Yeah, but it's a game. (laughs) This is his first time playing the game. I was bricking it, bro. It's lights out and we're foot to the floor for the Hungarian Grand Prix. Situated 20 kilometers outside the beautiful city of Budapest, the Hungarian Ring is a savage track, <laughs> boasting a 4.38 kilometer lap 70 times over. Featuring 14 turns and two DRS zones, this weekend will be one to watch for F1 fans around the world who enjoy a tight track with fast swooping corners. Can Max Verstappen continue his dominant win streak? Will Fernando Alonso shine on this cart-like <laughs> circuit? Can Daniel Ricciardo make his return to Formula 1 a stylish one? We find out this week! Yeah! Let's go! <laughs> I ain't playing around! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pitstop! I ain't playing around yeah. today, Jake Boyce! That was a nice poem and I like the way you stood up. Only took two attempts, so not bad at all. Well, I'll tell you what, I always assume that commentary was done sat down and then we've seen on TV that Crofty stands up yeah, for that shit. Yeah, they do standing up. I yeah. would like to say, I think it's one DRS zone. It's... Uh, I believe it's two DRS zones. Well, I'm kind of staring at it here on the Formula One website, and it does say one DRS zone. So there might have been a slight now this, error no, in the There intro. seems to be a slight mix-up. Oh, I find this problem when I'm getting the lap times. It's different everywhere, fastest laps. Well, let's just dive straight into this, because this track is notorious for being a track that hasn't... Re- it has, it's got one straight. Yep. There's only one straight on it. People, like I said in the intro, it's been likened to a, a cart circuit. It's also been likened to a brand's hatch type circuit. Okay. You know, yeah, well, I, I know some know, tracks. But you've driven it. Well, you know, I've drove around brand's hatch and let me say when I was taking on them <laughs> apexes, I actually love driving around brand's hatch. That was one of the craziest things I've done. It was great. I'm I'm not happy about the fact that I could have messed up this intro because from the map that I'm looking at, let we me have see a, your map. We have a DRS zone on the main straight, and mm-hmm. then as you come round turn one, there's another DRS zone there, and I don't know whether they've deactivated that for this year or whether sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. But from what I read online. Yeah, I'm only seeing one DRS Well, I, I mean, it's a small DRS zone if that is one, but I think it's one DRS zone. But yeah, one straight. It is an interesting track. I also like the Fernando Alonso mention in the uh, 
And I, I like the terms you shine and yeah. Well, Alonso came to my mind straight away because we had a guest on the pod last week. Mm-hmm. Well, we actually had two guests. Brad Benavides has already went out. Yeah. I do want to say, by the way, I don't know if we've spoke about it or not. We haven't. It was our last episode. Yeah. Brad was was one of the most amazing people I've met, and that episode for me was one of the best we've done. Yeah, we had some incredible feedback. Brad got some messages. We've had some messages like he was so honest, so raw. Mm. I think sometimes we get guests on here and maybe we're too nervous to ask questions we would want to I ask. I think that's, that's usually it, isn't but it? But with him, like, I think the floor was just very open. Yeah. And it and it led to a really good episode and it's led to a great friendship. Like here we are yeah. now playing it. Well, not now. He's at the F2 weekend, but we'd be playing Xbox <laughs> and chatting Fortnite all the time. Last night. The guy's unbelievable at Fortnite. It's like <laughs> you and me are sat there like, oh my God, we die within three seconds. He literally and is him. unbelievable at Fortnite. But no, yeah, we're really lucky to get these F2 drivers on and Brad's story was great. We have a, another guest dropping Saturday, 10 a.m. And we can tell you it's Gabby Bortoletto. The guy winning F3. Oh, we're just going to say it? Well, Brad gave the spoiler in the last episode, so everyone knows it's coming. All right, so going back to where I was, Gabby Bortoletto, he... I don't want to give too much away about the pod, but he had the chance to go drive Fernando Alonso's kart track. Yeah. And then he said, you know, you guys will hear about all of this in the episode coming up, so get ready for that. But he talked about how Alonso showed up, like, halfway through the day and was just smashing everyone. Now, I know it's his circuit. I know, you know, he, he would have, I don't know whether he designed it or what, mm. but it's his, you know, it's his place. He's going to be quick around it. But I do hear that the guy is just extremely fast in a car anyway. So he's going to be, I don't know, I don't want to put too much out there, but I feel like the Hungara ring is going to be his place. Well, let's see. We could do with Aston Martin bringing something because we know Red Bull, have, we'll definitely get into it in today's pod because apparently Red Bull have bought some upgrades. Not that, not that they need not them. Not that they need them. No. But yeah, Saturday, 10 a.m., Gabby Bortoletto. He's winning F3, one of the most exciting young drivers in the world, an amazing guy, an amazing episode. Can't wait for you guys to hear that. But here we go, the Hungry Ring Grand Prix. Daniel Ricciardo is back, and I think the people that will be happiest about it is Netflix. Netflix are probably rubbing their hands together going, thank God we have something for this year's series. I had a conversation with my dad earlier, and I feel like DTS... I don't know how much pull they have. I don't know. You, you wouldn't ex- a lot. You wouldn't expect them to be able to call the shots for a sport. They However, have. They're al- they're allowed by F1 to have a camera everywhere mm. and follow everyone. They are literally in control of the media hub. Like they can film whatever they want. Yeah. They have big pull. Well, we've been talking throughout these pods this year, and we've we've been saying to each other, how can this year be? a Drive to Survive series. There hasn't been much that's happened. There hasn't been a lot, no. Aston Martin started out strong. You know, they got a podium in their first race. They would race. have made a lot out of McLaren and Silverstone. McLaren at Silverstone, maybe going into the Ferrari situation a bit more and, and what's going on there behind the scenes. But, you know, we were like, what, what's going to happen? You know, it's going to be like a three-episode series. Do you know what? I actually kind of wish that they're doing a big bit on Alfa Romeo early on because I'd quite like to see Bottas behind the scenes right mm. now. This is a guy that is used to, with Mercedes for so long, being at the front, you mm. know, one, two podiums a lot. I'd, I'd like to see Bottas at the moment. You don't hear much from him. and I'd like that. You know, he seems quite calm and he's happy and content. You yeah. know, he's always cycling and naked in pools. But I reckon, from him. <laughs> I reckon they would have, I reckon the whole time they've followed Daniel while he's not racing, I reckon they would have shown that. And if they have, and they have all the footage, that period of time is going to, it, it, it will be one of the best series they've done because they, they'll be able to show 
you know, his emotion through mm. leaving. You know, no one knows how he was. Re Daniel's always smiley on camera, but no one really knows what he was like while he was away from F1, I don't think, you know, unless you're a Daniel Ricciardo mega fan. So to be able to see that journey of him coming back in, plus you've also got the side of Nick DeVries leaving. Yeah. That's also going to be massive for the series. You just completely reminded me that we actually have another guest coming in a couple of weeks. He's going to give us some even more very exciting... Um, Daniel Ricardo stuff, isn't he? Someone well, who knows Daniel Ricardo very well. We have a guest coming starting next month, and we're doing something special. Special pit stop is we're, expanding. We're, we're expanding. Yep. No, we growing. are. We're growing. Yeah, there's there's some serious serious stuff going down, guys. We've been growing as people over the last couple of months, haven't we? Um, have we? Well, we're getting older every day so yeah, I you're in a relationship uh, yeah that reminds me Fab's got a plant Fab's got a new plant coming today for the flat yep it's currently uh, quarter past two I'm collecting a plant from I'm Fab's joined the neighbourhood watch group <laughs> joined the neighbourhood watch whatsapp group <laughs> People complain in there a lot, bro. I'm just waiting for the day that the complaint is about us. It's like there's these two guys doing this and me and you will just be sat there thinking. We're always screaming with the balcony doors open. Back to it. Back to it. Yep. Right. Here we go. Nick DeVries has been replaced by Daniel Ricciardo. An interesting thing that has come out is that it was actually decided a little while ago, which as we kind of told everyone on the pod... But it was actually decided 11 laps into Daniel Ricciardo's test at Silverstone. Yes. So that wasn't obviously for the Silverstone Grand Prix. That was before. Mm -hmm. So they've known quite a... I actually think it was probably perfectly in time when we told everyone. When we said he'd gone for the seat fed in AlphaTauri about mm. three months ago. That is actually when this started happening and no one believed us so pit stop isn't the worst podcast in the world despite <laughs> just, the rating. just one of them <laughs> my dad is a big tiktok user now ever since you and me started on tiktok, TikTok i know it's weird but yeah my dad uses tiktok and we have chats and he said to me that i think i said this on the last pod when we spoke about ricardo but apparently ricardo went out in the red bull uh for a test and his lap time would have beaten max's pole time at that lap in the red bull now I don't know whether he was testing in the current car I don't know what car he was testing in but or has your dad got that off a dodgy website no my dad's got that from TikTok that's Sorry, what I'm saying a dodgy TikTok so, a dodgy website yeah, yeah. a dodgy yeah, app I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong I do expect him to be quick I, I do think well this is a good conversation his first race first race back AlphaTauri does he beat Yuki is he quicker in, than Yuki in a car that Yuki has driven you know for multiple races now. Do you think he can step in and get to grips with it that quick? As we know, through talking with Freddie Hunt, the mind monkeys that he calls them, that, that voice in your head, yeah. it's, it's a barrier that stops you from, from, from progressing. And that's nothing to do with like, you know, your physical attributes. That's purely a mind game thing. Mm. Daniel suffered, suffered with that last year. That's why he was not doing the way, you know, that he wanted to. But hopefully with his time away, he's managed to reset and and kind of recalibrate his brain and get back into that mindset. And I think when you haven't got the pressure on of trying to, you know, he's, he was he was competing against Lando last mm -hmm. year and he was trying to beat that guy. But I think being away, being able to step in a car for a test, know that you're not racing, there's no points riding on it. He would have been quick in that Red Bull, but can he apply it in a race situation now? He would have been desperate to get back in the car. Yeah, I just wonder, I mean, do you reckon AlphaTauri are building the car around him? Like, do you reckon it's very much like, Daniel, would you want us to change? Like, I reckon they're going to do anything that they can. Yeah. Because, again, 
Papa Bocca coming through today. He told me that apparently Sergio has been locked in for 2024, but the idea is to get Ricardo back in the Red Bull for 25. 2025. I also hear similar. I did also hear similar that this is pretty much Ricardo warming up for that Red Bull. Scene. That's a year and a half away. Now, it does get to the point where if the grid is as spread as it is at the moment, where like you have a McLaren and Silverstone, Ferrari might randomly get a second or a third or whatever. Mm. It's too hard for these other constructors to get enough points together to even get anywhere near Max. Like Max gets enough points on his own, pretty much, to win Red Bull the constructors. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is I reckon Red Bull is smart enough. They know that if they put Danny Rick as that second driver, it makes the team look so much better. Like everyone loves Danny Rick. So it's a great move for the team to have Danny Rick. But how weird might that be? Because arguably like people love Danny Rick more than Max. Like, I love Max, a load of people love Max, but Danny Rick is so famous all over the world. You could have a second driver that is like 10 times bigger than mm. your number one driver that will probably be a three, four, five times world champion. I would liken it to, um, and it's a bit different, but this is fab coming back into the football uh, comparison. Whenever you quickly. do a football comparison, it's great. Yeah, thank you. It's like David Beckham going to play in the States. That's not a bad. Is that good? Um, Apart from he was more towards the end of his career, whereas Ricardo's still probably, you know, he's got many years left still. But it's like it's a name that everyone knows, a face, a character, a star, a celebrity. And maybe the States wanted, you know, Beckham because of who he was. Maybe F1 needs Ricardo back for who he is. Do you know what team David Beckham joined when he went to the MLS? No. LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy. Yeah, $250 million over five years he earned. Did he stay for five years? No, they loaned him to AC Milan for a little bit of it. Really? But he's recently set up his own team into Miami and they've just signed Lionel Messi. What? And you know, he bought that team for $25 million because in his MLS contract, when he went to America, he had a deal that he would be allowed to buy an MLS club for only $25 What does MLS million. mean? Major League Soccer. Right. It's basically the Premier League. Yeah, American. yeah, yeah. He had a deal. There's so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes of this stuff that you never really know what's going on because people will make a move five years prior That's for something really in their contract that is agreed five years on. That's so cheap. 25 mil for a team, no? Uh, yeah, but these teams... It is really cheap, but it's David Beckham and he, look, yeah. he's just signed Lionel Messi to the team. Like, at the end of the day, his name pulls players. This is about as far as my football chat goes, so let's stop, yeah, let's, stop let's, this shit let's here. Let's but what, you, you talking about uh, behind the scenes real quick... It sparked my brain there because we had Chloe Grant on the mm -hmm. pod, F1 Academy driver. We put a few clips up and on YouTube, I saw someone comment and it was a valid comment to be fair. They said, you know, I've got to say, guys, you talk about how you want to kind of expand the behind the scenes, especially like the financial side of Formula One. And we, we kind of touched on it with Chloe, but we didn't really go into it because, you know, she's young. Her dad was here. I don't know. The situation wasn't right, but... I then wanted to comment back to that person and say, well, check out our episode we did with Brad yeah, because yeah. with Brad, we really did touch on the, the financial side and, and the struggles of, of at least Formula 2. You know, you know, F1's going to be even crazier. So. But then even with Gabby, Gabby goes into figures as well. Like he says some figures of what it is in different things as well. Yeah, and it was like the complete polar opposite to Brad. Yeah, it's, um, I'm really excited about um, Gabby that's coming out on Saturday. But yeah, overall of what I just said, Yuki or Ricardo. Who finishes higher this weekend? Do you really think Ricardo can set, step in and just 
The crazy oh. thing is he has to perform. People love him, yeah. and he may have a Red Bull seat lined up, but not if he doesn't perform. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't hold my hopes up for the first race back, but let's, let's see. I don't know. I don't know. It's Ricardo, maybe. The other thing to bear in mind is that, the, you know, they're going to be rebranded next year. It's not going to be AlphaTauri next year. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're dumbing it down and they're saying, you know, it's only going to change the livery and the name and shit like that. But there could be some extra stuff coming to AlphaTauri that we don't fully know about next year. And if that's the case, maybe Daniel could have a more impressive car next year. Let's just predict where we think Daniel Ricciardo finishes this weekend right now. I say he finishes... In the points, I think. 13th. Don't kill me. No really? one kill me. I know that might have pissed a lot of people off. Really? 13th? It's an Alpha Tauri. It's Daniel Ricciardo. It's, it's an Alpha Tauri. I put him ninth. Okay, fair. I put him in the points, put him ninth. I would love him in the points. I, yeah. I would be so happy if he did. I mean, but, yeah, well, I don't know. Who uh, knows? Big, big news as well is that, obviously, as we know, Red Bull tied with McLaren now. They're on the same record. 11 consecutive wins. McLaren said it in 1988. Red Bull matched it in Silverstone. Red Bull will be breaking a massive record here. That's not been beaten since 1988. If they win one more, 12 wow. in a row. That is quite something. And they're bringing an upgrade. Now, Fabian Nui, what do you have for me on the new Red Bull side pods? Red Bull have new side pods for Hungary, which they are hoping is going to make them 0.2 seconds quicker, aka two tenths per lap. Okay. Now, as we know, Red Bull don't need this because they have been dominating. But, you know, I think everyone has tried to copy Red Bull's style of mm. car recently. You know, people have been chopping their car up a little bit, chopping a change in a few bits to, to kind of match the Red Bull car. And Red Bull have said, you know what, F all you guys. We're fucking doing it the way we want to do it. Let's just change them. It is like Cal said on the pod when we, well, maybe when we are speaking to him off it, he was saying how, like, to be honest, if people copy it, by the time they have put it into production, like, they're going to be in their new... Because Red Bull are constantly evolving here. I've actually got a picture of it in front of me, of the side pods. The new ones? You can see the difference. I'll just spin it round. This is the car they started with this season. You can see this is the cooling system in the side pod. It's quite wide. The cooling system then got smaller. And now the cooling system looks like a little post box oh, on the side right. pod. So they have... <laughs> there be someone listening going, that's not a cooling system. But I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that it's the big changes onto the cooling system. We need a maybe like an ex-Red Bull employee or someone to come on and speak a bit more about it. Mm-hmm. Any ideas? Yeah. Who? Uh, Blake? Very true. We actually could get Blake. We should maybe get Blake we on. We do actually need to get him on. He'd come and answer loads of our questions. He would. Maybe we should do that. We should. Let's do that. We should. <laughs> it's also going to be a big weekend in Formula 2 because there's only five races remaining. Okay. Vesti is out front by six points. Porsche 20, 129, Vesti 135. I mean, our man, Oli Berman, is fourth with 88 points. Fourth? I thought he was fifth. So He's that's fourth. great. That's great. Now, we have the previous two winners of F2 on our leaderboard, and we were hoping it would be Oli Berman so we could say we had the last three years. Mm. It's possible, but we're going to need to see something unbelievably good from Oli Berman this weekend. Who's third? Third is Awasa. And what's the points difference between Oli and uh, Well, Awasa's on 111 and Oli's on 88. That's okay. So 12, 23 points between them. So a race That's win. Right. A race win for Oli here could be, could be... We were speaking about Oli the other day on the balcony. He's young. He's clearly very quick. He's yeah. a very good driver, but there's just like... 
There's just a little bit of like inexperience, I think. Understandably. Yeah, it's going to happen, isn't it? It's his first yeah. year in F2. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to win F two to make that jump to F one. But then you know, you said he could. You know, we don't really know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> but Oli Oli could probably do another year in F two after yeah. this because he, where is the seat for him in F one anyway? There there isn't going to be one. I don't yeah, think. and also if you win F two, you can't stay in F two. So do you reckon a few drivers that are quite young, if they were like second or third, will be thinking, oh, I'd probably rather do another year in F2. I don't mind if I don't win because I can stay here. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. We know that some drivers, you know, wouldn't be able to afford another season in F2, which is which is sad. But um, Ollie, Ollie will need more, I think. I would hate to see him kind of get stuck as a, as a Ferrari reserve driver and then nothing happen. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I it's don't quite know. weird being in TF2 and like knowing a lot of the drivers because... It's such a crowded place, F1, that realistically, a lot of these people, well, I, you just have to say it, like a lot of this grid obviously will never make F1, yeah. but they're very, very good drivers. Yeah. But it's just such a crowded place, as you see with De Vries. A lot of people say he was one of the best, quickest carters, one of the best people coming into F1. Yeah. And now he's gone and he may be going to Formula E. He may be going Did back to, see that? to Formula E, yeah. With, uh, well, Nissan have expressed their interest okay, in him. Okay, okay. Yeah. He's won Formula E before. Yep. Do you reckon, oh, it's so tough. His statement he put out was sad and like, you got a feel for him, really. He's wanted that his whole life. Yeah. And then to be replaced by someone that everyone loves is even harder because you see all of everyone being buzzing about it. Like F1 posting mm. all the time about it. He's just going to be there like, you know, it's a bit like, what about me? Yeah. It's, so he, it's so sad. He, he, went, he, had a, he went a bit quiet on the old socials, understandably. And then he posted, it was actually, you know, yesterday, um, a picture of himself as a kid in his race suit. And he kind of just said everything on on uh, Instagram. He wanted to thank Red Bull and Alpha Tauri for the opportunity and, yeah, I think he's hurting that it's it's ended prematurely. But he he said something in there which I always kind of try and live my life by, and it's not about the destination; it's about the journey. Mm -hmm. That's that's purely what it is. I I tell that to myself. Yet any time I'm walking anywhere, I'm always in a hurry. I'm always just trying to get to where I need to go to. But it is about the journey, and I don't. I, me personally, I don't like to think too far ahead in the future. Like people ask us questions like where do you think pit stop's going to be in five years or whatever? And I'm like, I don't even think about that. I just, in, I'm enjoying where I am. Yeah. And I think if you're a racing driver, even if you're a competitive person, you should probably take your head out of it and just enjoy where you are. F1, it seems like it's the pinnacle of motor racing in a, in a lot of ways. But I think if you're actually a, a, a racing driver, you know, maybe it's not all about that. Mm. You've also got to remember, like, we're an F1 show. We don't look at IndyCar. We don't really look at F Formula E as much. And there's other series that, to, to other drivers, that's their goal to get into. Um, and these are massive series all around the world. So I obviously wish him the best of luck. It is a shame. Yeah. Um, but can't wait to see what he does next. Talking about all the other series around the world, Jake and Fab were talking about potentially getting involved in a little something, weren't we? Oi, now, this is a big, big, big thing. I don't know whether we should... No, maybe we shouldn't say much, and it, and it might not happen. It's just an idea that we had. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The idea is, could two idiots get into racing? Yeah, it doesn't matter what, how low down it is, you know what I mean? It could be carting, it could be, it could be anything. Yeah. But could we do it? Like, could we go and race somewhere in something? Like, could we get our racing license? It would be fully legitimate. It wouldn't be pit stop trying to like worm our way in and get a leg up by someone. We we would do this fully legitimately. If you guys want to see that at home, let us know because... I think it would be pretty funny. Yeah, but if that sparks anyone's ideas or knows any way or anything we could potentially do, our Instagram is at pitstop. Please do send us a message and let us know. I think it could be really funny. Obviously, we're always thinking of new ideas and you guys always send in some funny stuff. So I back ourselves because I don't know whether I should give this out or not, but maybe I will because it's just funny. I'm sure he won't care. We were playing, we played Fortnite with Brad, mm. but we also played F122 with Brad, mm. Brad Benavides. For anyone who's watched the episode... I don't think F122 is the most reliable, accurate <laughs> game to what's really like in a car, though, mate, considering I beat both of you on a controller. Well, that's the thing. It's a bit ridiculous because the guy went out and set a 105.621 on our fastest lap round Austria on our sim. Now, our sim's clearly set up properly f- for the game, for the thing. So he is quick. However, we did qualifying round Hungary and we beat him. <laughs> yeah, but it's a game. This is his first time playing the game. I was bricking it, bro. In the race, he was behind me and I thought, this is it. It's game over. You, I noticed him do moves, though. When I was driving behind I him, heard he was you. going round cars in a way that I've never played that game. I heard you say it. I think I was in front, you were behind him and you could watch him overtake See, other people. Yeah, because my tactic on F122 is to just go around the corner and barge them off because we play without damage. But he, well, like, proper finds Brad. that gap. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> no, it's, um, do you know what? I can't wait for Hungary this weekend, but mainly because we saw the McLarens back for Silverstone. Oh, yeah. Now, Lando finished second, Oscar finished fourth. Oscar probably should have had podium, but the safety car just didn't really work for him. Where does this leave McLaren now? Like, are we going into Hungary assuming that we might have Lando second again? Like, surely the car isn't just going to be quick one week and then next week not quick. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It was, like I said before, it was the like with the 60th anniversary. Yeah, but anything they bought for the car then will still be on the car now. It would, if anything, the car would be better than it was in Silverstone. Yeah, but other people bring upgrades. You know, Red Bull are going to be 0.2 quicker than... If, if McLaren haven't got anything to bring to Hungary this weekend, you know, they could have put all their eggs in one basket, Silverstone... You know, a home race. They wanna, they wanna smash it. They want the hype. It was the anniversary. It's been the anniversary all year. But you know, they changed the livery. That was the place to do it. Have were they suppressing upgrades throughout the whole of the the start mm. of the year just to smash it out in 
in Silverstone and now they've got nothing? Or are they going to continue to capitalise? I really think it could be the start of something special. Uh, the crystal ball, the crystal ball, okay? No, I, one thing that does make me think that is, one, every team on the grid wanted Oscar, and he went to McLaren. I think they said to him, give us a bit of time. Like, look, Lando's been here for years. Lando's been giving us the time. Mm. Lando's stayed for so long because of the project, because he loves the team, quite clearly. Maybe, just maybe, could we, this might be the resurgence of McLaren, like imagine, and imagine how special it would be considering McLaren and Red Bull are neck and neck, mm. 11, 11 wins since 1998, 1988, and then imagine this weekend, Lando Norris wins and they break their record, yeah, McLaren stopped them from beating them. That would be mega. That That is what I'm hoping that, for. That's like the only thing that could piss Red Bull off right now, is for something like that to happen. By the way, guys, if you can hear music, there's literally a festival going on outside going to pick that out? I don't know, maybe the bass. There's like a tint of music. We've shut all the doors, but I don't know what is... Yeah, it's like a festival, isn't it? Breaking news! <laughs> Foreign breaking news! Breaking news! <laughs> right, before you give the news, give the website. <laughs> I don't, I'll give you the website in a minute. Two F1 teams have broken the cost cap. Uh-oh. Right, yes. let me guess then. Yes, it has been rumoured, all right, there are paddock rumours that are suggesting that at least two teams have reportedly bre reportedly breached the F1 cost cap. Okay. Now, we don't know who these teams are. We can make assumptions. Yep. I don't know who you're thinking oh, of. I don't necessarily want to throw anyone under the bus. Yeah. But... Well, that's the rumour that's come out. <sighs> um, however, I did read a post directly afterwards saying that the FIA just did just come out and say that those claims are inaccurate. So, are they bluffing? Well, you just wasted 20 seconds. I don't know whether they're trying to hide it or not, but I do think it's worth talking about because I do think, um, you know, considering how lightly Red Bull kind of got away with it before, maybe... Well, Toto said, didn't he, when it happened, he said, if you can get away with like that, and then everyone was saying, well, we'll just breach it. Yeah. Maybe because the rest surely of the teams if another team breaches it by less than Red Bull did last year, when the punishment comes out, Surely they can just say, well, Red Bull only got that. Give us that as well. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. This was from Crash.net, so... Oh. Uh, I'm not a million percent sure then. Yeah. No, neither am I. But we are, uh, are we ever a million percent sure? No, that's why, pe that's why people listen to Pizza. Apparently, yeah. Now, this, is, this could be true. So they go through the team's finances, I think at certain times of the year. But apparently, they also go through WhatsApp messages. What? Yeah. Unlike their phones. Uh, well, apparently. Well, according... yeah, not where else you going to go through the WhatsApp messages. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. Going through WhatsApp group messages to find out if they've breached the cost cap. Well, it's interesting how far they do go. Like, Cal was telling us, he was saying that, like, the FIA had been in the Red Bull factory, like, loads this year. <laughs> yeah. And after Silverstone, Max's Red Bull got, you know, they do the random car thing. Yep. Every, every time, I'm pretty sure they randomly pick one car off the grid to like check it or maybe more than one car this could be wrong and just make sure everything's absolutely mm. fine i know they probably check all the cars anyway but well, basically they did everything with maxes at silverstone it completely passed nothing wrong thing is these teams will like you know like anyone would do anyway they they will always try and find a way around it um and there are gray areas you know and apparently top teams are, are using these gray areas to get around the budget so one method that i think red bull have been utilizing is to hire companies affiliated with the F1 team to do 
the work for them. So they'll pay the engineers from the different companies like 10, 25, like 50% mm -hmm. of, the, of the wage, but they'll do it. But the thing it's is, it's a gray area, but you have to say that's smart. I mean, every other team has the options to utilize doing these things with the gray areas. Mm. If ultimately, every team should be utilizing the gray area as much as they can. Like, yeah. you, you want everyone to make the most of that cap as much as they can. You just don't want people going over it ridiculously. Yeah. I, I, I'm interested to see, like, what investment Williams did this year. Like, maybe they could be one of the teams that maybe got over. Because there's been a massive jump in Williams, like... Album was so good in Silverstone. Eighth, he got, and even Sergeant, eleventh. Yeah. So could, maybe the Williams is gonna out of nowhere come. Come. I'd like to see Logan getting consistent points by Vegas. I'd, I'd like, like to know to get points in Vegas. I'd like to know what the dynamic is of Sergeant at Williams. But this whole Nick DeVries thing that's just happened. Do you think Logan now feels on edge, or do you think he feels safe in Williams? Do you think Williams have kind of given him that safe spot to be like, you know, don't, don't worry about that. We're not gonna do the same or. Maybe they're saying the same thing because we saw, we've seen how Alex Albon's doing. Logan's definitely in a better car. He's definitely doing, been doing better than Nick DeVries. But also, well, not necessarily points-wise, you know, it's not really happened yet. But I think the, the sport needs an American driver on the grid. Like, an American driver on the grid is absolutely pivotal now with free races. Um, yeah. However, I don't think there will be a lack of American drivers now. No, you definitely might see some more come through. I think definitely see some more come through. But for now, yeah, I, I, at the moment, I think Logan's absolutely fine. I don't see anything changing there. And as we know, Oscar's absolutely fine. Like, yep. what a sign in Oscar Piastri. I still can't believe he got fourth. Like, I know. I know, it's mega. And we saw him in the paddock. It was great to see him. Yes, we did see Oscar. That was great to see him. I've actually got a few questions here about Hungary. Oh, come I, on, I, I didn't put together a whole quiz, and they're not all about Hungary. I reckon I know the answer. But you should know of most of these because you literally did half of them in the intro. I did, yeah, I did a lot of Googling. I've got more here as well that I didn't read out. But the first question's actually about Williams. Oh. How many wins do you reckon Williams have had at the Hungry Ring? See, this was on the Wikipedia page that I was on earlier. How many wins do you reckon they've had? Seven, eight, nine, or ten? In their history, one of the most successful Formula One teams of all time. Yeah, I'll go eight. Yeah? Yeah. And you'd be wrong. It's seven. Is it seven? So that's zero out of one. All right. But this goes back to your intro. When was the first ever Hungarian Grand Prix? In 1936. Was that a joke? Well, it wasn't held at the Hungarian Ring, but 1936 was the first Hungarian Grand Prix. Okay. Well, I'm asking for the first ever Hungo Ring Hungarian Grand Prix. Ring, uh, 83. Have you got multiple choice? Not do you know what? I, is, it, is there multiple choice? 1990, 1986, or 1980? Uh, it's 86. It's 86. It's 86. And yeah, you even gave baby. the listeners, do you know the name of the, what it was before? Before the Hungarian? I don't. Why don't you read it out? It begins with an N. I, I don't know. I, I don't know it. Yeah, I don't know the name of the previous circuit. Well, it's nice you know it begins with an N. Thank you. Which famous river flows ah! through the heart of Budapest? <laughs> it, it's, it's called like do something, isn't it? You doing these intro things completely ruins my quiz. I've put the Buddha River, Pesto Place, the Rivola, or the Danube. <laughs> pesto Place. Is that not real? Is, yeah, it, is it pretty obvious? Pesto, not that. bit of pesto so, pasta. So what one are you going for? Uh, the do one, the last the one. The Danube. Do, 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 do. Who holds the lap record at the Hunger Ring? Hamilton Verstappen. Vettel or Leclerc? It's Max Verstappen with a 117.103 in Incorrect. 2019. Incorrect. 
Well, this we always was that get, in your intro as well. We always get this incorrect because according it's, to the Formula One website, it's Hamilton with a one sixteen point six two seven. Well, according to the Formula One website, mine said one seventeen one oh three. Max Verstappen in twenty nineteen. Well, mine's twenty twenty. Lewis Hamilton. Well, goddamn. What do you want to do? Get in a ring and settle it. I want. I. You want to get in the ring? That is a. I would love to get in the ring. If there's anyone out there that would love to fight a charity you just fight, off, you just offered me out. No, I don't want to fight you either. unless it's tag team. I'd happily tag team you. You want to do steel cage like the WWE? Yeah, because you know there's like that YouTuber boxing now. Like me and you as a tag team, money in the bank. We could do a ladder match. No, yeah, we'd have to fight two <laughs> F1 drivers. I'd come out to Undertaker music all day. Who do you long. think would be? Because notoriously, F1 drivers are quite small. Who do you think would be our stiffest competition? A tag team match, Jake and Fab versus who and who in the F1. Um, what? So we got to pick our hardest opponents. Hardest, yeah. Um, See, George is tall, nah, but he's a bit of a bit of a teddy yeah. bear. Yeah. Um, he'd be cleaning the floor with his hanky if there's a bit. I of reckon like Hulkenberg. He's like Dude. quite a big guy. Yeah, like a bit I, more I see that. I see that. Um, and also, maybe I want to kind of want to say Alonso. Like, I feel like he maybe just would be a little. I kind of want to say Max. Do you reckon? I feel like he's the kind of guy that takes anything seriously. Hmm. Like he's the kind of lad you know in primary Signs. school. Signs. In primary school, when you'd be like racing to see who can finish their plate first, Max would be finishing his plate <laughs> Matt, ASAP. Signs. I would say Signs and Hulkenberg would be the best. Would be the hardest duo for us to beat in a WWE Sign- tag match. Yeah. Interesting. Because he's not a small guy either. No, Esteban's quite tall. Yuki would be like he's a little Rey Mysterio. French hate everyone. <laughs> could be could be that. Maybe. Not all French people hate everyone. We should get it out, probably have some French listeners. Yeah, well, I'm quarter French, so I'm allowed to say it. Are you actually? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm a little bit French as well. Yeah, so we do hate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Which constructor has the most wins in Budapest? McLaren. With 11. Yep. How interesting is that? So it's also 11 since 1988 when they're level with Red Bull and McLaren are the most successful constructor in Hungary. Wow. This could be the week for Lando and Oscar. We'll have our predictions coming very shortly. We know it's 70 laps, so we'll completely skip that. (laughs) But Danny Rick is back. He's raced 233 times in Formula One. How many podiums does he have? I know it. 42. What? 38. Or 32. How many podiums? Mm. Oh my God, I was way 232 off. races, but how many podiums? Daniel Ricciardo has 232 races. Yeah, man. Insane. He looks so young and He's fresh. been in the sport for a long time. <sighs> I mean, I think I had the wins in my head. I had like eight wins or something or nine yeah, Eight wins. wins is spot on. Is it? Eight wins is spot on, but I'm asking for podiums here. 42, 38 or 32? Uh, I'll go 38. You'd be incorrect. It's 32. <laughs> Hope still the listeners at home got that. That's still a lot. Talking of who we could beat in a tag match, how tall do you reckon Dan, Danny Rick is? We've, we've seen him walk past. Because that's the next question, he's mate. He's got the tallest of fellows, I must admit. Well, how tall do you reckon? Yeah, he's got the biggest of noses, though, which I like. 5'8", five, 5'9", five, 5'10", or 6 foot? Five, eight, he's definitely not 6 foot. Do you not reckon? <laughs> no way. Sure? Bro, he's no Are way 6 sure? foot. 100%. I'd say he's, you know, I'd say 5'10". What was it? 5'9", five, 5'10"? Five, or 6 foot, yeah. 5'10". Five, 5'10", five, uh, five, ten. Five, ten he is. Mm. Danny Rick is 5'10". And the final little bit of fun, which isn't anything to do with hungry. It's more testing how far you've come since the beginning of Pit Stop. <laughs> okay. We know most of the team principles pretty easily. But I want you to tell me the team principles of these teams just to check that you're in sync. Oh, mm. This is going to be the hardest Who's thing the Aston Martin team principal? Come on. 
Mike Crack. Mike Crack. <laughs> spot on. McLaren. Zach Brown. <laughs> I've been saying that for a long time. Andreas Siegel. Andreas Siegel. Exactly. Andy Sandberg. <laughs> is, that, is that your name? Is Andreas Stella. Alpha Tauri. The team boss for Alpha Tauri is Franz Toss. Let's go. <laughs> See, the reason I did these is because I didn't know who the Alpha Tauri team principal was. French and I Toast, you baby. That's how I remember Toss. It. Love French Toast. You definitely won't get this one. Alpha Romeo. The team principal for Alpha Romeo is <laughs> formerly <laughs> the guy who's just gone to a Ferrari. <laughs> I I, Vassour. Vassour. Yeah, I had um, Fred Bertrand in my head, but it's, it is Vassour. Fred Bertrand is from Formula E. Mahindra um, Racing. <sighs> Stefano? <laughs> Stefano Dominicano. <laughs> no, Stefano from the media team. <laughs> Stefano from the media team. He was all, in all the videos with Cara Delevingne. Shy? He's gone shy. Yeah, shy from Alfred Mayer's I don't know, bro. Don't Ruth Buscombe, mate. That's no, clearly not Ruth Buscombe. It's Alessandra Alamuni Bravi. Al- Aluni Bravi. Ariana Bravo. Ariana Bravo is the team principal of Alfa Romeo. That would be Absolutely sick. Absolutely <laughs> spot on, mate. I don't know. I, I didn't know that. No, well, I knew you wouldn't. So that's why I checked it. Anymore? We know, no, we know all the other ones. Williams, James Vowles. There we go. You know all the others. I do want to say, this is something that stood out to me. I've been banging on for the last year about how hard it is to know what's going on when you go to a racetrack. We're so blessed at home to watch F1 on TV with all the camera angles. And for anyone who watches F1 at home and has never had a chance to go to a race, you shouldn't feel left out because you get the most amazing viewing experience watching it at home on TV. When you go to a race, it's hard to know what's going on. However, at the Hungaroring, apparently, let me just pull my notes up here, there's, cert- there's a certain like high vantage points from around the track where you can see 80% of the track. Compared to other tracks, that sounds like a great viewing experience. That's loads. I remember looking at uh, Abu Dhabi. They mm-hmm. had that tower where you can get a full That's 360 where I would degree. Be. I think anyone would want to be there. That would be amazing to watch that from there. But being able to see, you know, potentially 80% of the track on a historic circuit like this, that's mega. That needs to happen more. I wonder it, if we're going to get rain. Is it a hilly circuit? I don't know. I don't know. I want to know the weather now. Notoriously hot at... In Hungary this time of year. Okay. It'd be nice to have a completely dry race and like nothing goes wrong. Yep. I, I just want to see the McLaren. Should we give our predictions? Let's, should should uh, we give our top threes? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to go first place. Start from third. Okay, yeah, because this is going to be start a big from, one. Start from fucking third. Third. Oscar Piastri. Wow. Second. Hang on, let me do, let's, do, let's, let's do it with one each. Okay. One each. I went Hamilton in third. Okay. Um, for no other reason than it's Lewis Hamilton. Third and Silverstone. That would be a third back-to-back. That would mm-hmm. be good for Hamilton. Yep. We know that he's desperate to win the championship next year. That is Hamilton's plan. Yep. As is every driver on the grid. So that was useless information. Who have you got in second? Hamilton. I've gone Hamilton second. Okay. So Lando and then Hamilton. Okay. I've gone Verstappen in second. Oh. Yeah. I've gone Hamilton third, Verstappen second. And in first place, I've gone for Lando Norris. Okay. Who have you gone for? Wait, you haven't got Verstappen on, on your podium at all? Nope. Oh, my God. Verstappen does not make the podium this weekend. I, my friend, have gone for the one and only cart king, Fernando Alonso. 
Fernando Alonso. Fernando Alonso in first. The first Aston Martin win of the year. Well, that's not going to happen, is it? But it'd be a nice thought. I feel like this could be the track where he does it. Where's the speed come from there? Seventh in Silverstone. He was seventh in Silverstone. It was Silverstone. This is Fernando Alonso's backyard. Well, I'll tell you this what. Is what if it is one DRS zone, which the their website says it is, Red Bull's one of their biggest benefits mm. is DRS zones. Yeah. And this has only got one. Oh, yeah. Now, when I looked at the track comparison of Silverstone, there were certain parts of the track where Lando was significantly quicker than the Red Bull. And I would say, looking at this layout, that Lando's going to like it. So, yeah, that's my podium. Lando win, Hamilton second, Oscar Piastri third. Done. We haven't been right in a while. We haven't been right in a while. Last year, we were popping some decent predictions and we were actually doing Because last year, we were just saying everything, like, literally what it was the race before. Because we were like, we don't want to get it wrong. That's what I do now. That's pretty much what I do now as well. No, I just want to see Lando on the podium. It's going to be a great race race weekend. We will be back on Sunday evening. That'll be live Monday. That'll be our after race review. But remember, there is a bonus episode coming Saturday, 10 a.m. with Gabby Bortoletto winning Formula 3. I think you guys are going to love it. It's all filmed. It's going to be on our YouTube channel. So make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss it, guys, because this one is it's a really good one. Also, in the last episode with Brad, you may have heard us celebrate 70,000 subscribers. The crazy thing is right now we're about to hit 75,000. So to everyone listening, here's a little clap for you. Thank you very much. Really appreciate the support. Um, yeah, that, that, that's incredible. I can't believe that. It's mad. I know. I know. It, Coming into this, doing the pod, we didn't know anything about podcasting. We didn't know anything about anything to do with streaming and numbers and stuff like that. We're just happy to be doing the pod. But I think for both of us, you know, especially for me, I've never had a YouTube channel before. Mm. I've always wanted to to have my own it's YouTube channel. It's exciting because it feels like your own show, doesn't it? Yeah. Like it feels like they're the people on the sofa watching the show with you almost. That's it. And so the fact that that's growing, you know, our... our our YouTube numbers aren't big, but the fact that it's going up and we're reaching 100K, it means more than anything to us. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, guys, mega. thank you so much for everything. See you guys on Monday morning for the After Race Review and hope you enjoy the episode with Gabby at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast, rate of five stars, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.